Oh man, we're getting into the thick of it today. What is going on, soldiers, and welcome back to another episode of Bible In Depth Q&A. In today's question, we are going to be hitting on a rough topic, and that is homosexuality. I'm going to tell you straight out the gates, I am not here to sugarcoat anything or be wishy-washy with my words. As Christians, we have one authority, and that is God. Whether we agree or disagree with what he says isn't really an option. As I said in my last Q&A, Christianity is not a lukewarm faith. It's not something you play around with when it's convenient to you and toss aside when you're done with it. The Bible makes it very, very, very clear you are either all in or all out. I don't say this out of judgment, I say this out of love. Jumping into it, we are going to have to address the elephant in the room right off the bat. Is homosexuality a sin? Yes. I'm going to dive into four verses that plainly echo homosexuality is not something God tolerates. I am by no means exhausting the scriptures here. There are plenty more references that highlight homosexuality is a sin. Leviticus 18.22 You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Leviticus 20.13 If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death, their blood is upon them. Romans 1, 26-27 For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women, and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men, and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-10 Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. As you can see, these verses do not cut any corners and make it pretty much impossible to argue that homosexuality is permittable by God. Having agreed on this, I want to go over four of the most common objections people have relating to this topic. Starting with objection number one, people can be quick to highlight that if homosexuality is wrong, why did God make them that way? Though I sympathize with this notion, I cannot agree with it. When sin entered the world, human brokenness came in as well in all its shapes and sizes. Sin is by nature contrary to God, and nowhere in the Bible is homosexuality ever referenced as a part of God's plan for humanity. In fact, quite the opposite is stated. Genesis 1.27 So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. Which leads to Genesis 2.24 That is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two of them become one body. God's plan for humanity was for a man to be joined with a woman just like Christ was joined with the church. Anything outside of that is not from God. Objection number two. Well, okay, even if it's not from God, I can't help what feelings go through my body. As stated in the original four verses, homosexuality was only referenced as a sin when it was being acted upon. Phrases such as, if a man lies with a male, or men who practice homosexuality clearly indicate that the feeling isn't the problem. Having these feelings isn't inherently bad. It's when thoughts turn to action that sin is produced. 
Just as a side note, most everybody struggles with sexual desire in one way or another. Just because we have a desire doesn't always mean it's a healthy one. Objection number three. Don't forget, we're all sinners. Homosexuality is just like the rest. To this statement, I would agree. Homosexuality is a sin just like fornication and sex before marriage is a sin. The problem arises when people try to use this excuse to justify perpetual sin. It is one thing to sin, repent, and learn from our mistakes than it is to actively participate in that sin. For instance, it is one thing for somebody to give in to a momentary homosexual desire than it is for somebody to be actively participating in a relationship with someone of the same sex. So yes, sin is sin at the end of the day, but we are in a constant battle with it, not complete submission. Conclusively, objection number four. God tells us not to judge others, but love them. It sounds like you're being pretty judgmental. Let me take that on in two parts. Part one, God tells us not to judge others. This is entirely correct. Matthew 7, 1, judge not that you not be judged. And in regards to those outside the church, we do not have the right to judge them. But those inside the church, now that is a different story. 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13, Paul states, For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those on the outside. Though it isn't our place to call out those outside the faith, it is our responsibility to ensure everybody inside the church is following God's commands. Part 2. God tells us to love others. Just as a side note, I would sure hope that no Christian is being hostile to anybody in the homosexual community, just as I would hope no Christian is being hostile to anybody in general. To define love in its most simple definition, it is to want the good for the other. If we believe what this book teaches, the most loving thing we can do is deviate anybody from a lifestyle of sin. In fact, it is a million times more unloving to not warn somebody of a terrible fate than to do your best to try and inform them. If Jesus was the most loving person who ever walked this earth, why did he mostly preach about repentance and hellfire? It's because he understood it was worth offending somebody if their soul might be saved. That is truly wanting the good of another. To wrap things up, God shoots it straight when it comes to homosexuality. You know what he says about it, and defiance will result in a terrible punishment. Don't try to twist the scripture on this one. These are very serious matters with very serious consequences. Understand that God is stronger than anything you are dealing with. Simply call on him and he will help you through this. Thanks for tuning in.